Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everyone. I'm Layla, and you're listening to a day of prayers morning Bible study. We are ecstatic that you could join us. Before we get into the word, let Charles, can you open us up in prayer? Yes. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord. I just thank you that we can have joy in your presence, Lord, and that you aren't stern, Lord, and that we can come to you as children to their Father, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for everything that you've been doing in our lives, Lord, and how you continue to bless us in our, when we're outside of our homes and we were inside of our homes, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for the knowledge you have imparted to us so that way we can give it to others, Lord, and continue to grow and mature in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everyone, to our morning Bible study and our continuation of the study of Romans. We're in chapter 2, and we're going to begin in verse 21. So could I get a volunteer to read verses 21 through the end of the chapter, please? I will. You, therefore, who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who teach that man should not steal, do you steal? You who say, do not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who adore idols, do you rob Abhor. temples? Abhor. Mm-hmm. Abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who make your boast in the law, do you dishonor God through breaking the law? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, as it is written. For circumcision is indeed profitable if you keep the law. But if you are a brick of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. Therefore, if an uncircumcised man keeps the righteous requirements of the law, will not his uncirc- uncircumcision be counted as circumcision? And will not the physically uncircumcised, if he fulfills the law, judged by who, judged by you, who even with your written code of and circumcision, are a transgressor of the law? For he is not a Jew, who is, one outwardly, not, nor circumcised that which is outwardly in the flesh, but he is a Jew, who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart. And in the spirit, not uh, not in the latter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. Mm-hmm. There's some mouthful words there. There's quite a bit. So, um, so let's get into it, shall we? And with that, I want to open the floor to each of you to share what the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you, and then to ask any questions that you have. All right. Okay. So, Who'd like to kick us off? I will. All right, I promise. <laughs> okay. First, Lord's talking to me. First, you, first you wanted to talk to me. First, we'll go to verse um, 28 to the end of the chapter. Where it says, For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outwardly in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, and the spirit not of the 
letter. Not in the letter. Whose praise is not from men, but from God. Mm. Mm-hmm. And also, he wanted to me talk. Ab- he wanted me to talk about verse uh, twenty-two. The last part where it says, "You who abhor idols, do you rob temples?" Okay. So, what was he saying to you about both those sections? Lord, show me that it's it's not about how it looks like on the outside. It's about how it looks like on the inside. So, mm-hmm. on, before this devotional, we were talking about the Pharisees and how they had a whole bunch of... They're going, look how holy I am. But if you look at it closely, they're the ones doing... not. Hmm. If you look at it, they're they're the ones that were against the. They followed the law on the inside, but like how Jesus Jesus said in Matthew, in the beginning where he said, "If you hate your brothers, have the heart you already murdered him." Mm-hmm. Okay. And how technically they're, because they hate if they hate people, technically they're guilty of murder. Okay. And how on the inside they're uncleansed. Okay. Uncircumcised. Sorry. Okay. What were you saying? You want to say something real quick? Come oh on. yes. Like I think Proms was saying that they're outwardly they followed the law, but inwardly they didn't. They were very against the principles and the ways of God. So they were whitewashed tombs. On the outside, but inside they're full of dead men's bones. Oh, yes. yes. So, okay. Oh, and what else did you want to say about that, sweetheart? And how also, let, let's say I made a cake. Mm-hmm. On the outside, it's all rosy and pretty. It's a nice, cool color. has nice sprinkles on it. But when you cut inside of it, you see bugs inside of it. Okay. <laughs> Instead of food. So what does that mean about what we're reading here? It means about what we're reading here is <coughs> that one. <coughs> pardon me. Well, sure. One. Jesus talked about what how abundance the heart speaks. Mm-hmm. So the Lord is showing me that when you speak about something, it should be from what's inside your heart, not going. Well, this person's gonna think what well, this this person's gonna like this, so I'm gonna try to make it look like I'm like this on the outside, but. On the inside, I'm like this. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. You didn't do anything wrong, sweetheart. So you're saying there should be some consistency with who we are yes. on the inside and, and what we show and display on the outside. And if we profess to be of Christ's disciples and his family, then we should reflect him in the things that we say and do. Yes. I was just say I love your analogy. My, um, my dad was a wonderful cook but not when it came to like baking and he made a cake one time that was that was just disgusting to look at but it was absolutely delicious <laughs> the inside was delicious and i've had cakes that were just absolutely gorgeous but they had so much fondant and icing and all this other stuff on it that they were almost inedible you could have one or two bites and it was you couldn't even eat any more of it mm-hmm. you know so it's just a nice analogy that you did there thanks mm-hmm. you're welcome anything else sweetheart 
No. Wait. <laughs> Wait, yes. No, that's it. Wait, so which one is it? <laughs> the last one. Okay, that's it? Yeah. Okay, thank you for sharing, honey. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anybody else? I guess I'll go. I found um, all the way from verse 21 to 24, the Lord is just speaking to me about how Paul here is calling out the hypocrisy of everybody who tries to outwardly display one thing. Before this devotional, we were talking about means of how to get out food, and it was the next example was Lila. She was eating this food. She had ordered it, but she didn't really like it, so she said, Mmm, these noodles are delicious. <laughs> Is this a piece of cabbage? And she kept going through the list of everything that was in there and was saying it's so delicious, but in truth, she hated it. And she the same is true here. <laughs> the people the people that um Paul is addressing, they keep saying, Okay, don't do this wrong, but then Paul is saying, But didn't I just see you doing that? And it reminds us in our own lives how we are quite hypocritical. That's why you get very angry when somebody tells you, don't do this. And then the next thing you know, they're doing it. I know for me, I'm indignant. I'm like, <laughs> you just told me not to do that. But what are you doing doing it? <laughs> and Paul is here. He's both addressing the people who do that. And he's addressing our perspective of it. Meaning that we shouldn't view these people, oh, they're so lowly because they are hypocrites. But we are all have done this at one point in our own lives. Mm-hmm. There's no exception of, okay, my hypocrisy is better than your hypocrisy. Hypocrisy, honey. Hypocrisy, sorry. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> so That's Paul okay. is telling them that how they're acting outwardly in the way that they're presenting themselves is what causes Gentiles not to, um, wants to come to Christ. So remind me mm-hmm. of, uh, Mr. Dean kept saying that if you're always sad all the time and angry, the, uh, unbeliever doesn't want to come to Christ because they say, if that's what... Um, being a Christian is, I don't want that. My life seems better now without all this heartache and sadness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's because so many people, and, and even our own misunderstanding of God's word, becomes a burden for us to carry instead of the freedom that it's meant to intend. Mm-hmm. Which is yes. what I like about this, similar to um, Kamisha, what you were sharing uh, previously about um, Hebrews and um, being laid bare, mm. right? Uh, not looking at it as a negative, but looking at it as a positive, right? That um, I'm, I've, there's a time coming when my relationship will be as pure as it was in the very beginning in the garden before sin entered. Mm-hmm. And so to me, this isn't, um, I have to worry about the condemnation and judgment that's coming, but I get to under, I get to have a loving father who is so wise and so perceptive and so discerning that he's able to see what, was really the intent of my heart regardless of the outcome and the results that I get mm-hmm. and I know there's days that don't turn out the way I wanted them to mm-hmm. but I look back over my heart and I go no I was I was good I was right before you today Lord everything's good mm-hmm. and then his spirit in me how often it quickly brings to attention when my heart is even moving in the wrong direction and guides me back so I don't have to have those moments of distance from him mm-hmm. that his helping me focus on the intent of my heart so that we have a great relationship so it doesn't become about law and works and doing and all that other stuff although a lot of those are fruit of that relationship but Mm -hmm. it never becomes about them it becomes about 
him looking at my heart and keeping it right before him in that relationship and i get to enjoy that sweetness amen Mm. amen to that i like that dean amen and you can see like in in this description here you can see the wide open arms of god absolutely that he is doing just that he's looking for the heart that will believe him he's looking for the heart that will be faithful towards him says the eyes of the lord are going to and fro throughout the earth looking for someone that he can show himself faithful on their behalf Mm -hmm. he's looking for us to go god i believe you and so he can rush in and come in and be a part of our lives and the the fact that it's not limited by merely outward things but he's like no that that outward stuff you know you can be all circumcised and your tendrils are just the right length your beard is the right you know gruff and stuff or whatever (laughs) whatever men's your pile is the right length on your beard you know you've got the perfect um dress that looks so demure etc etc but and um, inwardly internally you can be totally contrary to god and not even thinking about him and looking and doing those things to please him but someone who's on the outward seems unlovable or unaccepting or unpleasing to the eye he's like he can work with that you know he's not moved by our temporary circumstances but he is a good god who loves us and um bubby or the charles i um i appreciate what you what you brought up about not wanting to see um someone put a binding on you and then so that they can free up more space for themselves to to sin, you know, if I... To, to do the same action. Exactly. I'll strap your hand. Don't steal the cookies because I mean to go steal them myself later. <laughs> so there's more for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate that perspective. And just as a, a reminder, like we, we talked about before, this word is a looking glass. This word is a mirror that we hold up. And him making all those points is not to himself become the finger pointer and the, the one who condemns others, but to go look in the mirror. And if you find yourself doing these things, understand they are not right. They're not just. This is not what God desires. If you find yourself doing them, be honest about it. Circumcise your heart <sighs> and make your perspective in your business to line up with what the lord is saying is right line up with him so i didn't you know when i i saw that there's a a part of me that was like oh yeah tell him paul (laughs) 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 which i mean tell me you know tell me but -hmm. it's still the it's still the goodness of god because he's making known to us how to to love the lord and even his reference um let's see where is that verse 29 he says, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart and the spirit, mm-hmm. not the letter whose praise is not from men, but from God. And it sounds just like Jesus when he said, the day is coming where you're not going to worship on this mountain or that one, but it'll be inward worshiping God in spirit and in truth. And this is what God is looking for spirit and in truth, spirit and in truth. That's what he wants. And that's not too hard for us. It's not too complicated. And He's able to make out the details, you know, like what you were saying, Dean, about sometimes you go through a day and you you really want everything to go perfectly, not in the way of being flawless, but that you do everything that God requires, that you demonstrate the love that you are, um, that is growing inside you for him, that you demonstrate your love towards him in a way that is beautiful, that God can, that he's proud of. You know, you want your heavenly father to be proud of you, but sometimes you make a mistake. Sometimes you don't 
fully accomplish everything that you might desire to. But God's going, I saw your heart, son. Thank you. I got that. We'll work on the details later. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take care of the small stuff. I'll take care of I'll take care of that. Just just give me what matters is give me your heart and give me your best. Come out with the, you know, come out to the game, if you will. Come out with the, the desire to please the Lord. Go forward and with the intention of making your heavenly father smile when it comes to you because your heart towards him is right. Your heart towards him wants to do his will and his and love him and to love your neighbor and those things and do your best in making sure your actions line up. But he's got the details. And that exactly what the Lord uh, shares in Jeremiah 9, I'll say 24 through 26. Oh, and talking about circumcision specifically, right? Lord says, but let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises loving devotion, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For I delight in these things, declares the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will punish all who are circumcised, yet uncircumcised. Egypt, Judah, Edom, Ammon, Moab, and all the inhabitants of the desert who clip the hair of their temples. For all these nations are uncircumcised, and the whole house of Israel is uncircumcised in heart. He's looking for our heart. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's, so evident in all of scripture mm-hmm. um and just as i consider it like especially our deuteronomy and and what's known as the the shema right uh, here always you the lord our god the lord is one right and he goes into and you shall teach these things to your your children right bind them on your heart right uh, like on your heart and we've been talking about this like for the past few days how Past, past few episodes how it's the heart it's written on the heart from from go from the beginning like it's been written on our heart and we have these things there to and the Holy Spirit to convict us when even if we haven't heard the word we know it's not right to do we may not be able to understand fully or articulate the why but these things are there and they matter and as we were reading over Jeremiah or just you know, reading over this in Romans, excuse me, I was reminded of Jeremiah, but Paul asked these, these great questions that, um, off of the hypocrisy piece that Bobby brought up. All right. You who make your, as verse 23 in Romans, uh, Romans two, you who make your boast in the law, do you dishonor God from breaking the law? And then in verse 24, for the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, as it's written, right? And you'll find a lot of that in Ezekiel, especially 36. Um, I'll say verse 20 and 23, right? And it talks about, actually, it's very interesting how <laughs> the section of Scripture, the Lord is talking about the renewal of Israel, right? And, and But lovingly, even though he says, hey, I'm going to renew you, I'm going to do these things, he still addresses the issues, all right? 
Where you at, honey? Ezekiel Ezekiel 36, verse 20 first, and it says, When they came to the nations, wherever they went, it's talking about the the Jews or the children of Israel, Mm -hmm. it says, They profaned my holy name. When they said of them, These are the people of the Lord, and yet they have gone out of his land. Mm. And then in verse 23, right? Um, And I will sanctify... Oh, sorry, I'll, I'll start in verse 22 and read 23. It says, Therefore I say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, I do not do this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you have profaned among the nations wherever you went. And I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst, and the nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when I am hallowed in you before their eyes. Right, and then the then the reward was I'll take I will take you from among the nations and gather you out of all the countries. Right? The the Lord said he would do it. So I bring that up for a number of different reasons. All right, one is to show us that that's where it's at. All right, well, Paul is writing here was clearly founded on, well, biblical and historical truths and evidences, mm-hmm. right? But then also, we shouldn't be unaware, right, of of our actions. Um, are they in line with the keeping of the Lord? And then the other aspect that I want to bring up is he's talking about renewal, which only comes when we set our mind and our heart or our heart and our mind and our strength on the Lord. All right? Yes. yes. Um, in Deuteronomy 30, you see Moses giving the, the law, right? He... Again, this is the the second giving of the law. Um, And actually, the end of 29, and not the very last verse, but from 27 on, the Lord talks about essentially the the punishment of wickedness and how it would be uprooted from their land, right? Yes. And it's really verse 6. But uh, we'll read... Before that, it'll come to pass, and this is Deuteronomy 30, verse 1. It shall come to pass when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you, and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God drives you, and you return to the Lord your God and obey his voice according to all that I command you today, you and your children, with all your heart and with all your soul, that the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. If any of you are driven out to the farthest parts under heaven, from there the Lord your God will gather you, and from there he will bring you. Then the Lord your God will bring you to the land which your fathers possessed, and you shall possess it. He will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the hearts of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul 
that you may live. Hmm. And then, of course, it continues, and, and the Lord literally flips the situation. So all the curses that were upon them would then go on to the enemies and the people that mistreated them. But that only happens under the blessing, under following the Lord, which is why what Paul is talking about here. And you see this throughout, right? Even it wasn't just Jews that were Jews, right? Mm-hmm. Ruth was not a Jew. Amen. But yet, what did she say? And it, it was the same thing that, that the Lord said and made the promise in the covenant with Abraham, right? If anyone wants to be part of you, then they shall be your people. Your people are my, and what, this is what Ruth said, your people will be my people and your God, my God. In other words, that's who I'm going to serve and worship in full, every area and aspect of our life, because um, mm-hmm. there's no separation, if you will, of church and state mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the Lord. Amen. There, there isn't one. He's involved in every area and aspect of life, and that's his desire. And if we were to follow him, we're to follow him fully in spirit and truth. Right, which goes back to the scripture you brought up, honey. So, and that's what the point Paul's making here that you brought up promise, especially in the latter verses. All right? For he's not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is it circum, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he who is a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. Mm-hmm. I'll bring up the points of renewal, if you will, and and essentially coming back to the Lord, right? Reconciliation, because that's what the Lord is looking for 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 any that that go astray. He is giving you the opportunity to return to Him before it's too late, before the wages of sin has reached its fullness. And that's what he always wants. I mean, Absolutely. not because he needs us in order to be himself or to rescue him out of something, but it's for our good and our benefit. Mm-hmm. He's God regardless, but we are the ones who benefit from truly benefit. Like he loves us, but we're the ones that truly benefit from our, our relationship with Jesus Christ. And we've been talking a lot about heart, 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 heart mm-hmm. circumcision. Are we talking about the, the pump, the blood pump that is in the center of our chest roughly slightly no. left of center are we talking about that or are we talking about something different something, something different. different what would that be your spirit spiritual. man your spirit man but more so your soul the spirit man is alive to god when we, we when we're born again we're alive to God and our spirit man wants to do the will of the Lord. But we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body, right? Yes. yes. But the the soul or the seat of our affections is what I would um, liken that to. Where does our emotion, our affections come from? And um, our mind, our will, and our emotions are what make up our soul. Our mind, our will, and our emotions. So when the Lord is asking us to worship him in spirit and in truth, he wants, our, he wants us to love him with all of our, what? 
And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. So when we think about it, um, I want to look at Psalm 91 real quick. I know it's almost time to end for the day or for this podcast. I'm there. And then uh, verse 14, or well, when we look at Psalm 91, we see, you know, all the, the provisions that are for us in um, relationship with God, when we make him our secret place and um, we, we remain in our, our fellowship with him. But then when we get to the, the last part of this um, chapter in verse 14, so verses 1 through 13, we see what our expectations can be from the Lord, that he will do these things for us because we trust him. But then on the other side of it, I, I just want, like to look at how God, his perspective, verse 14, it says, because he has set his love upon me. Think about that for a moment. This person set their love upon the Lord, the, the seat of his affection was towards God. Lord, if I'm going to love somebody, it's going to be you. If I'm going to love or put forth or, or extend this, this affection, it's going to be to you, God. And I'm going to love who you are. I'm going to love what you say. I'm going to love what you do. I'm going to love what you ask of me. I'm going to love you. And this is therefore, this is God's perspective. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So when the Lord is talking about circumcising us and our heart, he's, our actions come out of our soul, right? They Yes. They should be directed by our spirit, but our soul has a lot to play with it. Uh, it's our mind, our will, and our emotions, right? As a man thinks in his heart, as you so think on the inside, he. so are you, right? That's what yes. you're going to do. So <clears throat> when we're thinking about this, circumcising our heart, in order to change what you do, you have to change what you think. You might be able to achieve some semblance of success, but it's temporary and it is inconsistent and it's fleeting when you try to do it out of just sheer, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to do it. But you have not yet changed your mind. And, you know, sweetheart, you were talking about renewal and you were talking about people being restored to their place and God um, giving them a chance again to occupy the place that he provided for them. But there's also the renewing of the mind that is absolutely absolutely necessary in order to be able to take that place. How do you go from they were living contrary to God and, and hating God and, and mistreating him to then to repent and cry out to him and go, God, I'm sorry. There has to be a changing of of mind. Yes, absolutely. that inward man, that seed of your affections. It has to change focus. It has to be renewed. But so that, that only way, only comes when people are willing to hear the voice of the Lord mm -hmm. and act upon it, which then prompts the repentance and then prompts the rest of the Lord and his blessings and grace and mercy being poured out on them to heal and repair and restore and, and renew. Mm -hmm. And that little seed starts with, let's touch back to Romans chapter one and... 
verse 21. Right, about right in the middle of it says, nor were thankful. <laughs> but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. So just go thank you, God. That, that's a first step. Thank you, Lord. And I'm sorry, God, if you have done, you know, if we've done anything that's outside of him, instead of being hard and, you know, going, well, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Go, I'm sorry, Lord. Let's look at it. And thank you for who you are, being, being grateful. But, you know, putting our affections on the Lord and looking at him in a way that we're not offended with him, looking at him in a way that we decide to place our love upon him. Like if I'm going to love somebody, Lord, it's going to be you. If anybody deserves that, is worthy of it, it's you. So I'm going to give you what's rightfully due you and be okay with that. That's how we make that progress towards circumcision of heart. And that's what we're talking about here. That's, that's what the heart is. Mm -hmm. Amen. So I'd encourage you today, if you're hearing this message, just be willing to open up to allow the Lord to speak and minister to you and to repent, to bring things back underneath him and his blood, which will cleanse you from all unrighteousness mm -hmm. and restore and renew you. It just comes from a choice that you have to make. So I would encourage you to choose life which is only found in the Lord and with that we're going to pause for today and allow the Lord to through his Holy Spirit to speak and to minister to you and with that can I get someone to close out in prayer please yes I will alright Layla Lord I just thank you for today and for your word God that we have something that we can look at Lord and we can assess where we are in our walk with you lord and come to you and figure out what it is that we need to fix lord what areas that we need to strengthen lord and to build in lord and that you would help and guide us lord and that you would teach us as a teacher lord and as a father lord and that we have that comfort and that easiness that we can come to you with anything lord that we can openly discuss with you lord that we are not ashamed to come and call on your name lord but we are bold and we are courageous because of you lord and we just thank you for your strength lord and for your faithfulness lord in jesus name amen 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 well we love you god bless you and have a wonderful day Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.